It's a real honor and a pleasure to have you here tonight. I'm sorry that this is what we have to be talking about. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 80 of Planet Rage. Wow. Wow, we're now we've reached Joey's age. I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. It's I also don't... the Ides of May. Ooh, Could be dangerous. We have Uh-oh. to, you always watch your back. Always. Well, especially and around here in Chicago. Yeah, around here in Chicago, Larry. You know, you got to be careful. It's a, mm. although LA is not much different right now, is it? No, it's not. What do we got? What's the tally for uh, the weekend? Twenty-three shot and five killed. So about a carbon copy of last weekend. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna have. There's plenty of time for those to continue to rise up. Yeah. Let me ask you something. I have no idea. What is the price of a decent? Uh, some body armor, bulletproof vest. I don't know. Some good Kevlar. But, yeah. You I probably mean, want to go like head to toe, though. You want to have like tactical gear, I think. <laughs> like like Iron Man or something, I guess. But still, you know, cops, they, they probably mostly just walk around wearing the vest, you know, the vital areas. Right. Can't be more than a couple hundred bucks. You know, if Lori Lightfoot was really a good mayor, that's what she'd do. She'd issue everyone in the whole fucking city body armor. Or is this just an exit strategy on making a lot of money? Like, hey, make some fashionable uh, <laughs> bulletproof uh, clothing for the Chicago elites. Yeah. Hey, you're coming to the NASCAR race in Chicago. You want to keep your body armor on all times. Yeah. yeah. Don't know why? Because it'll be interesting because a lot of those NASCAR races, there's a lot of like camping that goes on in the infields and stuff. So I don't mm-hmm. know. They're, I don't. Maybe they're camping out in uh the park here who knows what they're doing and when does the race go off again it is fourth of july weekend because you know nothing can go wrong no no it'll all be good (laughs) but that was when they normally had their big food festival the taste of chicago and they had to move that because and they just did it like a few weeks ago i think we talked about it because it was just bizarre like oh we didn't we didn't think maybe these things might have a problem coexisting like, yeah, let's just bring more and more people into the downtown. I mean, it's a total sewer anyway. I guess more people isn't going to make that big of a difference. Yeah. Too much. But I could be wrong. You could be right. That's pro- I'm guessing on that. If I had to bet which way that was going to go, mm-hmm. that's probably where I would go with it. Mm-hmm. It's not improving. We have our new mayor coming into office. And I would like to say that it's going to make things better, but no, it's probably going to make them worse. No. I just when don't, does he start? I think in Chicago, it, I thought it was sometime like in June. So probably any day now. 
So just in, just in time for the NASCAR thing. Yeah, that's like this was all set up right on a plate by your predecessor. Congratulations. You know, even the things that aren't going to be your fault are going to be your fault. But then, yeah. you know, he's one you of these. Gotta, you kind of have to wonder who at NASCAR signed off on this idea, too. I mean, they, <laughs> you know, really. yeah, well, this is, I think, what happens when you live in a virtual world. Because the street course that they're going to be racing on, I believe, is almost 100% a racing. their digital racing that uh, that came out and they, which is, they've done this with some old racetracks where they can go out and, you know, they run vehicles over them with special digitizing, you know, computerized things so they can give you an exact replica of the racetrack for the digital racing okay well they did this in chicago and it's been something that they've been doing in the digital racing world because you know you don't actually have to shut the streets down to do it in the virtual world and i think that nascar really loves the visual and i think the visuals will be stunning now that half their cameras are drones so you're going to get the nice swooping picture of the beautiful lakefront area i mean uh, you know if there's a riot going on at the time maybe it's a little less yeah beautiful but you're going to have the city skyline behind them this is going to make for good television i believe even if the racing mm-hmm. sucks which it probably will because they're on chicago streets and i have no idea if they have done anything to try to make sure that these streets aren't coming apart pothole ridden uh yeah. because you see these cars going at the speeds they do they can do some damage so i'm also curious on how suitable just normal pavement is for vehicles like this to go through mm. and be putting down that much horsepower mm. could just rip the that would be hilarious though just rip the pavement right up <laughs> spike tires uh-huh maybe that might be what they need like rain tires yeah. it's the only way to get grip yeah but they are running mufflers that was one of the things they just came out with like in the last week or so because you know to placate the nice folks of chicago it's like sure well that's gonna cut horsepower it'll cut horsepower and it'll cut a lot of the fun because a big part of nascar is being there and feeling those cars when yes. they go by true i don't think most people you know the folks that watch at home don't understand that you have to be at one of these things to you feel those fucking mills resonate in your own body cavities yes. as they go by it's like spooky right yeah you don't realize exactly how much uh low frequency they put out how loud yeah. they are yeah and it and makes it a lot more impressive and the smell of that fuel burning yeah i know and this is all things that are bad for the planet so that's uh and we don't give a shit because we like it. That's why we revel in it. Exactly. Because that's all going to be gone at some time soon, I believe. Sure. Within our lifetimes that NASCAR yeah. will eventually give in and be, oh, well, we, we have to be all electric and we, we can't sure. be putting out that noise pollution. But I knew exactly where things were going when the electric car market first really started gaining some traction a couple of years ago and the next big study that came out was 
oh, we realized that all the little micro particles that tires put out are way worse than anything from the emission system in a car. Oh, I found out out when I was a kid and I worked one summer hanging tires and shock absorbers on cars. Holy shit. People don't know. Rubber makes dust. Uh Uh-huh. Every day, every day I'd come home from there and I would honk out, you know, just like a couple shot glasses full of black snot from just doing that. It was awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had to do that with chlorine. So I don't know if I, you, I think. Oh, you, that's bad too. That's, that'll sear your lungs too. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah not good. fun stuff, no. but people don't realize that. And that's going to be the next thing, which is, oh, but we, we, we bowed down. We moved to all electric vehicles and then it's going to be. Yeah, but the tires are the problem. Yeah, well, you know where it will go. It's going to wind up. You said they do digital. It'll just be one big fucking video game, right? It'll right. Be a, it'll be a global Zoom thing, and they'll have whoever the you know the hot racers at time. They'll be operating you know joysticks at laptops instead of steering wheels and pedals, and that's that's how it'll work. And it'll all be you know audio sweetening for the sound effects. Does somebody come up with a sense around thing? You know, a little. Little stuff that vibrates your desk and and people idiots would be oh this is wonderful <laughs> it's sustainable right. it's sustainable they've had oh, those I for years word. I fucking hate that word I yeah. know but I had one yeah. of those uh, wheels with the force feedback way back in like the oh, early two thousands okay. you know you would uh huh for playing the NASCAR you are a gear slut yeah yes and it was a lot <laughs> it's a lot safer to go fast on the uh, computer than it is in a vehicle, but you yeah. don't have any of the feel to it, which is no. the biggest difference. And they've talked about this a lot with the younger race drivers, because a lot of them now come to a track that they've never been to before. And most of the tracks have a fairly unique personality. I know people that don't follow racing are like, it's all just going around in a circle. There are big differences to the racetracks. And they found that because the simulator time, they need a lot less practice on the actual track itself. But with that said, you can get maybe 70% where you need to be. Nothing replaces getting that tactile feedback of being in the vehicle and feeling what the car is doing. But soon it'll all be simulated. Yeah. Then again, as uh, you talked about in a recent Larry show, that's how all relationships are going to be simulated as well. So this is true. <laughs> I was listening to a bunch because I had fallen behind on some of them. And oh, unfortunately, I was you. sitting around. I went to see my mom yesterday for Mother's Day. Oh, how was your Mother's Day? How's mom doing? Well, she's doing well. Unfortunately, right before they, uh, we got there, my dad was taking his pills and kind of swallowed. She's like, oh, we just swallowed something wrong. He'll be fine. Well, hours later, he still wasn't fine. Ooh, he was, was coughing up a little time in the house. So like choking or, well, what? no, he was breathing fine, but he kind of seemed like he was breathing heavy and mm. uh, started coughing up a little blood. Uh Oh, and when you're on blood thinners, it's like, no, you, no, you no, gotta go. Good. You yeah. gotta go. So my wife took them over cause we were all weren't going to fit in the car, but she took them over to the, the local hospital there at like six 15. And it took them until like 10 30 to get back. Oh, shit. So I had a lot of free time and I was catching up on my That Larry show. So that was a good use of my time, at least. I was trying to get into some Google Docs, but I didn't. It was like, well, go uh, go to your iPad and put this two digit number. in. it's like, I don't have my iPad. <laughs> All this. We have to prove that it's you stuff gets to be a real. Doesn't it? 
a real it? pain in the ass. Yeah. And this whole two-step authentication stuff. And like, well, okay, now what if I've lost my cell phone or the battery's dead? Now what? Well, that's it. It's really, it's insane. With these little, uh, when I have one of these YubiKeys, which What's I a use. a YubiKey? It is a little electronic thing that can plug in via USB and they can also do the near field radio type thing. So it kind of reads like an RFID. All right. And this is just a unique physical key that you then have to have. So when I go to try to log into my Gmail account, once you do it on a computer, so if you're sitting at your desktop at home, really the only the first time you do it, it keeps the stuff then cached in there so it knows that that computer is okay. But if you go to a different computer and you try to log in with your username and password, it's going to tell you to put the YubiKey in and touch it. Otherwise, it's not logging you in. And touch it, a fingerprint reader too? or It doesn't do fingerprint reader, but the touching makes sure that somebody is actually at the key rather oh. than okay. it's you know hidden off somewhere. Mm. I'm sure they'll get to wow. the point where they do the fingerprint reader and stuff, but what they recommend, and I think Apple forces you to do if you want to put a YubiKey on your account, is get a second YubiKey because you're exactly right. If you break or lose your first one, you're not getting into your account. There's no way to be like, oh, well, no, I just want to remove that from the security chain. No, you can't. Yeah. So the only real answer is to put two of them on there that both would work, you know, not together, but that way, if you end up losing one or breaking one, then you can still get into your account, which again is all a royal pain in the ass for most people for all I was going to say for things like email, but the reality is so many things like your bank would probably re- let you reset your banking password via your email address. I kind of get that. Yeah. I know I did get the confirmation that our, my buddy in Belfast got his packages. So I hope he's enjoying those. <laughs> Maybe he'll send you an email of him modeling this shit. Huh? That would be great. Just to be like, sorry, I used the wrong email address. Like, hey, you know what that said i could buy more and i did and uh yeah. you know that's this whole one click stuff this is also why i mean i know i'm paranoid because every week i do the shopping for our groceries at our local grocery store and you have to put your credit card in to pay for it but it has a little checkbox like well do you want to store this for a more convenient time the next time and i'm like no i do not I would rather enter it every time because I know eventually you're going to get hacked or somebody's going to get into my account. Hell yeah. So it's like, no, I don't want to do that. So that's also a very dangerous lesson for everybody. Do not let somebody just put your credit card on file and anybody that can get into your account, then no, never do that. Be able to use it. But so the YubiKey, I mean, it's an interesting little concept, but you, you can't lose it or you get, you better get multiple or you better know because With a lot of this stuff, like you said, they use it's kind of a similar thing to what the authenticator apps will do on an Android phone. But you're also right, because if you rely on that authenticator app, it's like just like Google with me yesterday, like, well, go confirm on your iPad. Mm. But I'm not with my iPad. Yeah. It's all for our convenience, though. Isn't that? Yes. And it was good to hear that you didn't have to, like, shoot your daughter's date going off to prom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what i gotta say i really like this guy i really don't you know she's i guess my younger daughter's first first boyfriend and um just 
dug this kid, man. He's got his head on straight. He's a mensch. He's a no bullshit guy. He's not a soy boy. You know, he looks you straight in the eye, shakes your hand firmly. He's, he's, he's very cool. And she's, she's going to miss him. And, um, you know, so I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough time for her. Well, that it's the whole fun of going off to college. Yeah. Enjoying. I was sitting there though. I was laughing when you're like, well, prom, it's nobody, it's not a serious thing. It's like, who ends up with the person they go to prom to? And I'm like, well, I did. Oh yeah. A lot of people, you know what? I have multiple friends who did exactly that. I mean, but you must admit you bucked the probabilities. Oh yeah. You were like, you know, you hit double zero on the roulette wheel like that. Those things almost never last. And if they, if they are, you know, if people do tie the knot, generally they go down in flames within, you know, a couple of years. Yes. That is so. not the normal way to go. No. And I will concur with you because I've seen, you know, this is prom season. So you see the photos in your timeline. Yeah. And it's like, is it just that I'm getting old, but it's very weird. And you were absolutely right. The girls overall look like they're in their 20s, ready to go on a red carpet. And the guys look like they're 12. They do. It's weird. It's totally weird. And it takes about 10 years, I think, for, well, maybe not that. In my case, it did. You know, Irish guys develop slowly. Yeah, we (laughs) don't catch on real quick. I tell (laughs) you. But it takes it takes the years for guys to kind of catch up with uh, with women on the uh, at least the looks wise maturity. But even you know what? I heard somebody say this a long time ago, and it's very true. If you take a, uh, uh, you know, a Greyhound bus and pack it with blue haired old ladies and drive, you know, 100 miles uh, on the other end, when they disembark, the hundred, you know, 50, uh, 50 uh, blue haired old ladies will get off that bus. If you put uh, white-haired and bald guys of the same vintage on that bus and drive it for 100 miles, within five miles, you have a bus full of teenage boys. This is true. It's totally fucking true. It It is the mentality. It's the mentality. Yeah. And it's also the makeup, I think. Because, I mean, most guys aren't wearing makeup. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. And I saw Uh, one of these. I don't know if it was originally on uh, TikTok or whatever. But there was one of these girls doing her little prom video and, you know, it starts out and you're like, okay, I can see, you know, cute blonde. You know, she looks like she's like 16 years old after the makeup. It's like, that's just no. The makeup makes a really big difference. Oh, God. Yeah. They they didn't have this technology when we were growing up because I remember my prom. Yeah. Well, I think it's just uh, probably the Internet has enabled it to uh, filter into the general population. But, you know in my day they they would do that they would take you know i mean look what they did to uh what the hell's her name um the movie star pretty baby brooke shields you know she's like 14 years old and right. by the time the hair and makeup guys got through with her she looked like she was 30 you know um and that but i guess everybody knows how to do that now so yeah and she turned into a great comedic actress did she really yeah she was on uh the middle which was the show with uh, Patricia Heaton and yeah. uh, the guy that played the janitor on Scrubs. And a few seasons in, Brooke Shields started playing a very white trash neighbor lady with the, the kids that were the terror of the neighborhood. <laughs> and she was just hilarious. 
and just, you know, totally downplaying. You'd look at her and you're like, you you know, you have to take a double take to realize it was Brooke Shields because it was intentionally downplaying her good looks. But it's like, yeah, hell of an actress. Hilarious to see her in a role like that. Good for her. So she was more than Jordache jeans or whatever. Good for Calvin Klein's, I should say. Oh, that's right. Nothing comes between me and my Calvin's. Yeah. But see, those marketing guys, those were the Don Drapers because we remember <laughs> those slogans like 30, 40 years later. They were good. Absolutely. Nobody comes up with any good slogans anymore. Well, they're not, they don't, not interested in slogans, just virtue signaling. Right. Well, this is true. Tell it how sustainable we are. Yeah. We have to make sure that we have so much equity that everything yes. works out. But we can start out with clips. I know you've got like four New York uh, clips because they're Tina and Scott. So maybe we could start out on the East Coast and kind of work our way. Sure. Well, I love that uh, that Tina's back. You know, she had quite a uh, a hiatus of inactivity. Frankly, I was concerned. But she uh, re like uh, figuring out where she's going next. Is she still in the politics thing? Does she say? Yeah, well, she she does. She she sort of uh, covers that uh, in. in in one of her clips yeah so you could take your pick of you know either either uh it seems like the theme of both scott and tina this this time and should be considering they live in a sanctuary city is uh the um uh, i refuse to call them migrants it's just such a wrong term i'm not calling them migrants immigrants call them aliens invaders um anyway this this influx has got her quite chagrined justifiably so so take yeah, we've back got tina on sanctuary because yeah we've talked about that a lot chicago yeah. i'm sure la yeah. san francisco oh, yeah. new york and it's yeah. great when the sanctuary cities then go stop sending us all these people we can't take it yeah. <laughs> like but you're then can you just can you check that box that says we're no longer a sanctuary they city? won't do that though will they no nope no we didn't mean it uh-huh. <laughs> we didn't mean it that much just a little <laughs> they're all up of course the first was martha's fucking vineyard man those assholes oh welcome welcome here's a you know here's a here's a dinner from uh from whole foods and i get on that bus to the military base in the morning right well that was chicago that when they got the first yeah. round that got to chicago they were in the suburbs i think that night at a motel there you go they put them outside the city limits it's like but why yeah. you're the big broad shoulders of chicago right. yeah new york what are they thinking so, Eric Adams and Hokon are looking at all the SUNY colleges across New Stop. York State to see. Stop. In case somebody doesn't know, SUNY is State University, New York. So okay, I got you. Because I'm thinking that's like, a, that's like a Muslim religion thing. Exactly. I, that's what I was worried <laughs> Exactly. I thought some people are going to think, what? Yeah, that's, yeah. I got you. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Thank you. Yeah. Across New York State to see which ones can house the illegal immigrants. I have a better idea. Why don't you pull the voter roll and see who voted for your asses and drop them off at their fucking doorsteps, motherfucker. Fuck out of here. Yo. Well, this is kind of, I mean, this was uh, the concept here in Chirac where they wanted to put a bunch of these folks in an unused school and the local residents all showed up and said, we have homeless here. Why aren't you taking care of those? And they actually started chanting, build the wall. Wow. 
It's like, well, like these are white supremacists, right? No, no, they're black folks in Chicago who are like, we don't want this in our neighborhood because we've already got problems. Mm-hmm. And you're adding to those and you're bending over backwards to give resources mm-hmm. to people that are just showing up when people that have lived there for years are like, well, we're not getting that. Yeah. That's one of the problems with this. Like, oh, no, we can. We can take everybody in. You can't. And it seems like even people on the Biden team, you know, the Democrats are looking at the border now going, no, no, this is not sustainable. This isn't what we should be doing. Although this could all just be the wow, our clock is running out and Biden hasn't died. We were really hoping he was going to die before the next election. (laughs) Now that he's not dying, we need to do something to discredit him because otherwise He's going to run again. Yeah. Well, I found Dvorak's theory very interesting about why he thinks you know, there's this, this divergence of, uh, of intel. Uh, you know, on the one hand, all the American uh, M5M assholes are saying that, um, that uh, Joey's doing nothing. The border is more porous than ever and so forth. And then, if you recall, they said that according to some of the European stuff, um, they're turning back suddenly a lot of immigrants. And and Dvorak's supposition was that, look who's coming in now. It's Venezuelans. Right. They are not going to vote Democrat. <laughs> so get them out of here. Right? We don't want them. They're the wrong um, kind of brown people coming in. Can't exactly. have Exactly. Yeah, they don't like commies. So they're going to fucking hate Joey and company. Um, anyway, and I thought of that, boy, that's, they should just airlift the entire nation of, uh, of, uh, Venezuela back here to even <laughs> out for all the others that have uh, come in and they'll maybe, maybe we'll have a straight election then, you know, well, Venezuela so. for anybody who hasn't been following, that is one of the horror stories that you need to go back and research because yes. mm-hmm. they were such a wealthy, well-run yeah. country until the commies, until the commies, until, uh, Sean Penn's buddy, Hugo. Hugo Chavez, yeah, nothing to see here. All the uh, money in the world, yep. But the, there's no food for the people. There's no resources no. for the people. This is what happens when you have people take over that are really not interested in doing what's right for the citizenry. They just want to enrich themselves, like the Biden crime family. Man, twenty shell companies. Uh huh. Twenty fucking shell companies. And then the mainstream media basically ignores the story. Ignores it. Ignores it. And it's ignores like, this it. isn't. I mean, it is, it's, it's just so false on the face of him. This fucking guy has never cashed a check from a private institution in his fucking life ever. What the fuck does he need a shell company for? Okay. We got to move He's, all that money around somehow. Yeah. Obviously, he is a crook. Well, his kids obviously know how to get money. And Don't his, they? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, we're, we're no, we're not trading. And they're always like, no, Hunter's business dealings had nothing to do with Joe. And I know yeah. I'm getting the numbers wrong here because I don't have them in front of me. But they looked at the records because I believe for most people that come in and out of the White House, you have to check in. Mm-hmm. And they've realized now how many meetings it was well into over 20 meetings with a few of these folks that are tied to Hunter Biden well over 20 meetings at the white house with Joe Biden when he was vice president. Yeah. That doesn't seem to be no connection at all. Mm -hmm. And when this came out, when the news came out, this wasn't Donald Trump saying it because nobody believes Donald Trump and will 
I have a clip on how, you know, the mainstream media is still covering him, but this yeah. was the House of Representatives coming out and they loved the House of Representatives when they were trying to impeach Donald Trump. That was all the news story. The House of Representatives. Oh, the House put a group <laughs> together. Oh, the House did this. Oh, the walls are closing in. The walls are closing in, yes. But now the House has a uh, investigation going and they're like, well, the Joe Biden crime family, we have problems in crickets. It is so disingenuous. It's mind blowing. Now, Tina wants to speak some truth to scumbags. I mean, I, that's what she does all the time. Yeah. So we'll see what scumbag this is about. I have a little message for Eric Adams. Why don't you bring the illegal immigrants, you know, the all male illegal immigrants to fucking Gracie mansion. I want to see mattresses at Gracie Mansion stacked up outside. I want to see all the little freebies, the medical goods, the little t-shirts that say social workers. I want to see that outside of Gracie fucking Mansion. How's them with you and your fucking family? And as for you, Kathy, why don't you bring them to you at the governor's mansion? How's them with you, okay? Because New Yorkers didn't ask us. They're taxpayers of New York. We don't want this. We didn't ask for it. We don't want it. So how's them with you? Because we fucking had enough. Because I will continue to protest. I did it in Orchard Beach. I'll do one in Rockland. I'll do it upstate, wherever I need to be. I will be there. Because enough is enough, motherfuckers. Fuck out of here. There you go. <laughs> Tina's back. And we got her. We now, what I want to know is. Yes. The average citizen of New York. Do they understand what a sanctuary city is do they understand what they're asking for by the policies of the people that they seemingly keep electing mm-hmm. like here in chicago i mean we just went way 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 to the left after beetlejuice who was pretty far left to begin with do the average people even realize what they're voting for is that part of the problem just ignorance that who you're voting for is going to make these kind of choices that are going to drain the city of all resources. And then you're going to be left behind one with a big amount of money to pay and two without getting any of the resources. I mean, do they even get it? No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think they understand sanctuary. It's always, as long as it's somebody else's burden, you know, right. But that's always the way with the left. It's never, it's always, well, somebody else will take care of that. And that's how, you know, you can shut them down in a fucking blink with a simple question to any of them is how many are you willing to take in your home? And even if it's a modest home, if you live in a one bedroom apartment, they make things called air mattresses. You fucking buy one, you inflate it, you let them sleep on that floor. And, you know, an extra body, you can cover that. You pay for their food, you pay for their medical and so forth. If you if you really believe this, you fucking live it. And none of them ever will. Right. Or you realize what that cost would be. I mean, anybody that's got a kid going off to college understands even what it's going to cost to go live in a dorm. Yeah. So it's like, well, no, would you want to, do you want to sponsor? So for everybody coming in, we've got, let's see here. We have like 2 million migrants here that need housing. Um, so we need 2 million people that are willing to pay, you know, right. everybody covers one. No, nobody wants to step up and offer that up. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's easy to make those decisions when it's not your money. And at some point, 
the whole nation lost its mind with how much money that the United States is in debt. Mm -hmm. And there was a while, it seems, that people looked at that. And when the news coverage came on and said, wow, every citizen in the United States owes $5,000 towards this. They were like, wow, let's cut it out. Yeah, but now that yeah, now that it's like everybody owes a million dollars, it's like ah, just keeps bending. Yeah, fuck it, it's not real anymore. This is it, and this is the problem. This may also be the problem with the digital stuff because it doesn't seem real. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem real, and I think that's a big problem with all the stuff like the gambling, which all the sports, of course, are involved with. Sure, if you never see your money, you're like, no, no, it's just it's just digital stuff moving around. Yeah, you know, I was thinking of you, speaking of digital, um, my wife and I had a, a wedding anniversary, and so we got did a little getaway to Palm Springs last week, which was gorgeous. And, um, you know, the place is littered with um, Indian casinos, and man, have they ever upgraded? Holy shit, there's oh, yeah. one there on, right in the heart of town called Agua Caliente. And I remember when that place was built, it was built in a tent, literally. You know, <laughs> it had kind of an elaborate facade, but as soon as you walked through, you were standing under canvas, you know, and it was... <laughs> earthen floor holy shit they they've plowed hundreds of millions into it it's pretty stylish inside now really very nice and i'm walking around i'm looking at these slot machines and slot machines used to have backboards kind of like uh pinball machines it was you know hot looking chicks and james bond and uh you know gunfighters and all there were all kinds of themes were sort of adult fantasy themes right, right. Yeah, you had to get the attention. Huh? You had to get the attention. It was your attention attention. grabber. Yeah. I would say that maybe three out of five slot machine, which aren't slots anymore. It's just push buttons. You know, it's all digital. The backboards are fucking kitty cartoons. I'm talking like, you know, Winnie the Pooh and (laughs) all this, this, you know, the anime shit that's clearly targeted for a fucking a toddler's mind. And I thought, holy shit. I mean, these guys, they're not dumb. They took a fucking, they, they turned a tent into a multi That place might be knocking in the billions down here. I don't know, but hundreds of millions, that's for shit sure. Giving the size of it and the payroll, you know, they're not dumb. They know who the fuck their audience is and they know their audience are idiots. Yeah. Have you ever heard of I a mean, casino what? going There's- out of business or going bankrupt? <laughs> No, but I mean, I just, I just can't imagine anybody over the age of five walking through that casino floor and going, oh, I want to sit down and, uh, and, 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 and play against Winnie the fucking Pooh. Like what, <laughs> what, what is this? It's just unbelievable. No, it it's was unbelievable. It's definitely weird. Yeah. The, the kind of, uh, and I would guess that these are all mainstream slot machines i doubt the indian casinos are making their own so they're buying oh no absolutely no 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 absolutely not these are and they're they're magnificent i mean holy i was trying to figure out what the unit cost per one of these things is it's it's got to be insane it's got to be well into six figures because i mean it used to be you know it was a one-arm band and mechanical thing the size of a cash register basically the original ones these these things are nine feet tall and they probably weigh a ton i mean it's insane Oh, yeah. The power they must draw. Holy shit. They're like crypto miners, you know. Well, that yeah. see, that wouldn't be a bad idea to make money. Just run those all day long and they could be mining crypto. Yeah. But um, there's there's large computer boards in those things now. Oh, right. very impressive. Very impressive. You know, my brother-in-law yeah. that passed away a couple of years ago, he had a buddy that was in the business of uh, 
you know, repairing those and updating those and stuff. And it's just like, it's amazing how far we've come with this, uh, with this gambling technology, mm. you know, and it was like, well, how do you, how do you beat it? It's like, you can't, I mean, it's built in a way yeah. that, you know, even if you know what you're doing, you can't go in and, uh, you know, make that change. Cause then of course the casinos would be like, well, let's in the olden days, I know there were like different dials on the back of the physical slot machines. Like, well, how often do you want it to pay off? And there were like oh, you yeah. know, things on the inside that you can adjust these. No, they're a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit harder to mess with. But when we were in Vegas, the amount of people that had deals, I mean, there were Ellen DeGeneres slot machines, which yeah. you can't have those anymore. I think she's been canceled. Uh, yeah. A lot of those got to be selling cheap. You're right. The celebrity ones that have been canceled. What happens to those machines? Uh, they probably go in and refurbish them with something they different sent it to Macau. Nobody knows who the fuck she is over there. True. You know, Shaq had, just, you know, his yeah. machines, uh, yeah. It was hard to find. There was a, you know, very few of the Dean Martin ones. Cause I was looking for those yeah. that, that part of Vegas was already dying. You know, obviously just sure. was only a handful of years ago, yeah. which is unfortunate. Cause I would say embrace that time period. Things were a little more glamorous. Things were, uh, Oh yeah. A lot better than having Winnie the Pooh or some kind of <laughs> weird anime. <laughs> but I think it is. They figure most people, and, you know, maybe I'm generalizing here, but I'm guessing that these slot machines are overall a female thing. I know there are guys that'll play slot machines. Yeah. But I think a lot more guys want to go play video poker. I think the slot machines are more yeah. of a female thing. So it's like, well, maybe you're there, you're drinking, you're either looking for nostalgia or you're looking for a really drunk chick who's going to be like, oh, that's a cute little Pikachu thing. I oh. guess that's it. And I got to ask you, I don't know shit about anime to me. It just says, I I just look at these things and have no interest, but when I do see them, they pop up, you know, everywhere. It's why is it always like the face of a, like a child, like maybe an eight or 10 or 11 year old girl at most on a full grown, really voluptuous female body. What the fuck is that all about? I don't know. I think it's mainly a bunch of perverts in uh, Japan or wherever this stuff comes out of. I know it's something very creepy, very creepy. I don't, you know, very creepy. Yeah. Well, this is the internet and the world we live in. And I know they talk about a lot of anime over on rare encounter with Abel Kirby and uh, cold acid. Mm. Maybe we need to have those guys on and be like, guys, what the fuck? Yeah. They can explain it to me, but they're not going to make me like it. I don't like the look of it. You know, again, it's somebody, you know, they found a cash cow that people are throwing their cash into that are yeah. somehow buying. And the comic market is overall was something that I was slightly interested in again for a while, but then it went totally woke. And it's like, well, this isn't good. Yeah. I mean, I went back and started reading all of the, you know, Superman and that kind of stuff from the, the original ones. And those are great because they yeah. weren't woke entertainment should just be entertainment but no no we have to uh we have to tell a story i guess now speaking of the migrants we do have scott on the migrants so i guess we should cover that because sure he usually makes tina look like she's in a good mood (laughs) and this one is a scott on the southern border yeah tomorrow's may 11th tomorrow will be added 
to the days in this country, the days that will live in infamy. Remember that. And I'm going to call it now and title it. It's going to be called Invasion Day. Ooh. Because that's what's happening tomorrow. Right? I mean, it really is. Yes. Now, it's yeah. interesting because there was a federal judge that knocked down the Biden plans like, oh, well, 42 is ending, so we could just release everybody into the country. And there was a federal judge that came out and it's like, well, no, because your policies have encouraged this mass amount of people to be here. So you can't then use like the amount of people to say, well, we can't handle it. So we're letting them in. They were not happy about that. I don't know Maybe if it's going to do anything. Wait a minute. They, who is not happy about this? Biden? You mean? Yes. Yeah. But still, I mean, so, but they're still not turning people back. I mean, they're putting them on buses and driving them wherever. I saw a video of them being handed cell phones and envelopes. Here's your, here's your cell phone and please come to your court date in 2027. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, that most will never show up. Of course. But at least they have their cell phone so they can gamble. Yeah. We get a few of those. We need some untraceable cell phones. Anyone? Yeah. Because that's what's happening tomorrow. An invasion like never before in the history of this country. I consider it an act of war. Not from the invaders, but from the fucking assholes in this country that allow it to happen, that want this to happen, that are actually forcing this to happen. The downfall of this country. Now, I know we're a nation of immigrants. No shit. I am from immigrants. But they came here, and people still come here, through a system that we have. You understand? Maybe you forgot that we are a free nation, but we are a nation of motherfucking laws. <laughs> yes, thank you. This is exactly it, because you can't have a nation of laws if you're not going to enforce those laws. Of course. And that is, I believe, a big part of why the left is doing all of this kind of stuff, because... They don't like the laws. They want to get rid of the laws. So let's just show how bad the whole system is. And then everybody will surely agree that we have to do something. Yeah. But these fucking assholes that run this country are letting them in. Millions of them. Without checking for diseases, viruses, drugs, terrorism, pedophilia, rape, murder, just come right on in. Sadly, too many of you watch CNN, The View, MSNBC, and the rest of the liberal fucking woke-ass rags that show you the mother holding the baby, crossing the river, crossing the border. That's it. Look, we're not going to let them drown. We're not any mall. But the fact is that the majority of these invaders coming here illegally are young healthy men not just yep. from mexico folks from all over the fucking world now which was also the reason why they played up oh it's the families being ripped apart it's the young yeah. children sure but nobody talks about the percentages no that are coming through as he just said that are you know 18 to 25 year old men mm -hmm. no yeah can't have the truth don't know who they are young healthy men who should be in their country defending fighting the regimes to better their country for their families 
I'm sure some of them want to come here for a better life, but a lot of them are coming here to fuck your shit up, to take your shit, rape your daughter, give your kids fat and all, spread some viruses. The list goes on and on. And these fucking assholes that run this country allow it and want it to happen. And let me tell you this, folks, you folks out there who would think this is okay, you American citizens that still vote for these assholes that are burning this country to the ground, let me tell you something. We know who you are. We see you in the bars and the restaurants and the stores. You see us smile at you. How you doing? Know inside that we look down upon you as the fucking enemy that you are. See, sadly, folks, this country is going to take a dive. It is going to burn like a forest fire. See, but I'm an optimist. <laughs> and here's what's going to happen. Like every forest fire, it's going to wipe everything out. But the very next day, those fresh bulbs grow out of the ground, strong, healthy, and resilient, and bring the forest back to the way it was. So put on your fucking seatbelts for a little while. We're going for a ride. He's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. There is a point where you like things have to get bad enough. Which goes back to my question earlier. Do the people of New York understand what they're voting for? I think things have to get bad enough that people finally get their heads out of their phones or whatever else it is that they're obsessed with and ignoring the world around them and go, hey, wait, how did things get so screwed up? And then maybe then you can get better. Maybe. Maybe. We need Scott to run for president. We do. Scott and and Tina is his sidekick. I mean, even if they had no chance, oh, the debates would be glorious. They'd be glorious. But I think, uh, you know, Scott's not wrong. And I think that um, I don't think there's ever a point, Darren, at which the populace of pick your city, you know, New York, L.A., um, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, whatever, where the people that voted in this garbage are going to have an epiphany and suddenly go, oh, my God, what were we thinking? We better turn this around. They have no fucking idea and they never will because you don't have to be politically astute to look around and see a, a city in decline. You don't. All you need to, you know, you can hear the helicopters uh, overhead um, throughout most of the day. You can see the homeless. You can see the tent cities. You can see the filth in the street. You can see the razor wire. You can see the, the security doors going up on everybody's home. It, you know, they don't fucking care. They'll they'll still because they are ideologues. Right. Well, they've been convinced breathing ideologues. It's a religious calling to them. And no matter what, no matter what, even their own fucking death won't deter them from their beliefs. And you're right, because they've been convinced that oh, what we're doing is the humanitarian thing when it comes to the drug addicts. We're on the right side of history. Uh Uh-huh. Until your whole world burns down. Yeah. And even then, they'll still they'll still be good with that. You, know, you remember there right. was a thing remember it was it um i think it was in portland or yeah somewhere in the northwest during the blm antifa riots and remember some guy had his fucking car torched and he said he, he was happy that that happened because he was you know he was he felt like he was you know they they deserved it but it, the guy was out of his fucking mind they burned his car to a to a crisp and and when the media interviewed me, he says, "Well, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not upset about this. Everybody's a right to be uh, to express themselves, and 
(laughs) Right. You know, there is no violence if nobody gets hurt. We've learned that now. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's, it's the national divorce. It's people like myself are just fucking fleeing these places and we'll see where the, what the country looks like another two, three, five years down the road. Um, I think it's going to be much more clear lines of demarcation uh, between, uh, between the two factions. And as Scott said, it's, it's, it's turned a corner. Whereas, you know, you know, it used to be people would disagree in political things. Well, you know, he's got his head up his ass, whatever, but now it's turned into it's, it's very, it's it completely adversarial because they are advocating for things that want to destroy your life, period. It's not just a different direction. It's we're going to fuck you over and here's how. And that makes enemies. And people, half the country now is an enemy of the other half. It's that simple. Right, because each side is then telling the other side what they're doing is what's wrecking the country. Which is, you know, the hilarity of it. It's like, well, you know, one of them's got to be wrong. But yeah. neither one's willing to admit it's their side. Well, we're not doing anything because they control all the levers of power. So they can say that all they want, but they're running the fucking, they're driving the bus. And they right. are still very afraid of Donald Trump, which is humorous. They're terrified of him. Yes, they are. It's very humorous. Uh, we got it Scott is. on 2024. I'm guessing this is on the presidential election. It is. Yes. People, especially you conservatives, Republicans, you got to listen to me. You see? Stop with the, we need some new blood. We need some young blood in our party to get shit back, to make things. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> He's doing like, like great? you got like a the three-year-old triple. in the back seat. I know, the triple shush. <laughs> not one, not two, but three. <laughs> he is a master of his medium. He is. These fuckers on the other side have destroyed this fucking country in a couple of fucking years and they're still working on it as we speak. I mean, fuck this country in a very ugly, purposeful fucking way. Nasty. And we don't need some shiny new object who's going to be subject to the fucking swamp and be another fucking politician. It'll take us 50 years to get back to normal, if we ever do. Donald fucking Trump needs to get his ass back in that office. It was taken from him. He had everything going great. And the only way to get this shit back is for that man to get his hot ass in gear and fuck them over. You understand? With the help of us. That's the only fucking way. So think about what I'm saying here. None of this new blood. No, that's what needs to be done. So get the fuck on board here. Or we're fucked for good. See, shiny objects, you people with the shiny objects, DeSantis is great. We can get this country back in 12 years. Trump back for four, hand it over DeSantis for eight. Once he gets polished, we'll be back in 12 years. Think. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I don't think you can uh, say is wrong there that you can't deny unless you're totally going to ignore all of the facts and figures was that up until COVID hit, Donald Trump was running a stronger economy in this country than we've seen in decades. True. It was going good for everybody, which again leads you down the conspiracy theory of, you know, if COVID is never released onto the world, did Joe Biden even win that last election? Mm. I don't think he does. Which then goes, well, 
was COVID released on purpose? Hmm. Interesting, right? Sure. Don't want to, we could go down that one for, uh, for a long, long time. Long time. But we're also at the point in this country, I don't know how bad it is elsewhere. The facts and figures just don't matter. They're ignored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know how you even fight. You know, what is a presidential election going to look like with 50% of the country that is, say, pro Donald Trump? And they're like, oh, we're in. We know what's going on. We know about the Zuckerbucks. We know about all of this. Uh, philandering going on with the election cycles how do you still win when you got 50 percent? that's like well no donald trump is a criminal and he'd rape somebody and he's you know he's bad i mean how are you you know how do you get over that which is the only reason and i know i fall into it because i look at this and i try to put a logical spin and i know you keep telling me that is folly but DeSantis, it's like, well, he has less baggage than Trump and maybe has a chance to reach some of those other people. Although then the question is, is there any chance that a conservative is going to win this? Or are we that far down the hole now where the people that control how the things are counted are going to make sure that it's, oh, it's going to be a close one because <laughs> you can't have it be a landslide. That's too obvious. It's yeah. going to be a close one. But no, Joey's going to win again. Or whoever, I mean, it can't be yeah. Kamala Harris, God forbid. Well, I think, you know, I, I, I admire what Scott's saying, but I, I disagree with him because um, it doesn't mean people, I get people are saying, yeah, we need, we need new blood because they have, they so consistently sprayed Trump with, with shit over years, even before he was elected that, yeah, he's got tremendous baggage. Um, but the people that are his base, they see through that. They know that for the most part. Um, but they'll even if he stepped aside, they'll do the exact same thing to DeSantis because they lie, right? They just they they just can trump up. And look at the whole the Russia collusion thing. I mean, that was a total fucking fabrication, not a shred of truth in any of that. And they're still you know douchebag Schiff. He's still saying they never backed down Pelosi, um, Schumer. They never backed off that. They never said we were wrong, and they never will. They will do the exact same thing to DeSantis. So if DeSantis where to run and he's i think he is what another eight days to announce or something um and let's just say you know he gets elected well they 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 know what first of all he won't get elected because they've gamed the whole system the, the swing states are pretty well locked up unless they can sideline mail-in balloting and make it a one-day election that's the only hope and is that going to happen i don't think so but let's say he just to say he did win they will turn the exact same apparatus on desantis he will be russian collusion he will be a rapist he will you know, and and idiots will will believe it. So the point of the whole thing of if uh, what it doesn't matter who gets in because they're going to cock block DeSantis just like they did um, uh, Trump's. They're going to bury him in impeachments and indictments and all this other shit. The whole the fucking wheels have come off the United States of America. It's just that simple. And the only hope is a national divorce. Hopefully, it won't be bloody. But that's it. And I don't think anybody see. Well, some people see it that way. That's how I see it. Well, I think you might be right in the fact that they're going to do the same thing. The Democrats are so dumb and the populace is so dumb that I literally wouldn't be surprised at this point if DeSantis got in and they're like, oh, wait, you know, that whole Russian collusion thing with Trump, that dossier. No, no, we just we just mislabeled it. That was DeSantis. Of course. <laughs> oh, that was him. That. He was the bad of guy. Course. Of course. 
They'll say he's a KKK member and he's a rapist and he's a pedophile. They're just any shit they'll throw. And they know some of it will stick with, you know, low information voters, but it doesn't matter. They'll just, they'll bury him in indictments, impeachments, whatever, just like they did to Trump. Any, nothing will get done. Well, and the media will cover it nonstop where they refuse to cover the Biden crime family. Right. Now, all this media stuff, you know, CNN actually having Donald Trump on, it made our buddy Keithy very upset. Uh, I was hoping you'd get to Keith. Yeah, Yeah, we got this is the point where we raise everybody's blood pressure to the point where it's like, no, I can't take it anymore. I have to say, I didn't see the whole thing, but I saw the highlights. He was masterful. I mean, that guy really can keep his cool because that broad was a shrew. Uh She was a she was an obnoxious bitch. Not even a not a, a shred of journalism, journalistic integrity about her. She was just a fucking attack dog in a white suit. And that guy um, never, lo- never even come close to losing his cool. I was very impressed. Very impressed. Right. From the stories they tell you, he's out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How does that square with, oh, he's in the, he's at the wheel of the SUV saying to drive it up the steps. Of the, it's all bullshit. All lies. All lies. All lies. Well, and he is somebody that has made a lot of money, lost a lot of money, but appears that his skill set is in negotiation and talking. That is where he shines. Yes. So if you think you're going to be able to come in and send him off his game to the point, and of course the people on the left, I think they talk about, they have an MSNBC clip with uh, AOC and some other crazed uh, female from MSNBC. You know, they look at this like, oh, my God, this is horrible. How dare you know he was when he whatever he said to that woman, you know, you're a horrible person or something or you're a it was a uh, it was you're a nasty like, person. Yes. You know, oh, that's just horrible. It's like, well, no, I mean, this is also the point of all of this perversion of behavior. And I really don't care what people do. But when it comes down to. Well, you called them by the wrong pronoun. You did this. You did that. It's like, no, you don't get to fucking decide what I'm going to do, what I'm going to call you, what I'm not going to call you. Mm-hmm. You live your own life. I don't care. But you don't, you know, you live your life the way you want to. You say whatever you want to. You know, if you cross me on the street and you want to be like, you big dumb honky, I don't care. You know, this is it. Just take responsibility for yourself. Mm. not for what other people do, but Keith very upset with CNN. I mean, I'm guessing he thought they were his buddy and you know, the, sure he did. the bastion of the great news. But now that they're trying to cover both sides, which is all CNN is doing with Donald Trump. Yeah. He is a front running presidential candidate. The thought that news networks won't give that person the airtime is insanity especially when you look back and see that donald trump had better ratings than the beatles come on yeah when it comes to the news coverage donald trump was the news coverage he was the one bringing in the eyeballs so Mm -hmm. if you're gonna go after cnn for wanting to bring in the eyeballs why don't you just say cnn should close down keith why don't you say all news should close down although he might like that (laughs) he'd be like well that's much better so i can just talk and i can rant yeah. And you want to talk about unhinged. Okay, this guy. Oh. Quote, CNN went in the tank to get Trump on there. They allowed him to negotiate who was going to be in the audience. CNN. They, they go, so they yeah, said, I'd like well, to know the source of, I saw this. 
and I was hoping you'd clip this and I'm damn if you didn't. Um, where the fuck does he get that intel? I do not know. I have not seen that, but I know I it was they looked for Republicans because this was a Republican town hall. Right. Duh. So they went to Republican voters. So that's not stacking that. That is the same fucking thing as when Joey goes out there mm-hmm. in front of Democratic voters and you get, yes. hey, 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 Mr. President, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? <laughs> but that's that's hard hitting news for uh, Keith, I guess. Yeah. CNN accused by Chris Christie and by the Republican governor of New Hampshire, John Sununu. Right, because those guys are somebody that Keith normally cares about. Yeah. It's amazing when people jump on characters like that just because they agree with them on one small point. Otherwise, he would be throwing them under the bus. Of course. Of handpicking the audience for Trump. CNN also accused of letting Trump's team pick the moderator. CNN also. Now, do you think the moderator was friendly to Trump? Isn't that something? <laughs> I mean, this guy's so, he's so, I'd love to see the, uh, the panel of psychotropic drugs this dude's on. I bet it's a lot. I bet it's impressive. No, I can, I can see perhaps CNN. I don't even remember this. The woman's name that did the thing with Trump doesn't really matter. Caitlin Collins. Okay. Caitlin Collins. I can see that CNN, they have only so many people that work for their network that would be capable of doing this. Hmm. I can see them giving Trump a list of, well, do you want Caitlin Collins? Do you want Jake Tapper? Do you want who do you, which one do you want? We'll let you choose one of us. All their people. It's not like he's like, Hey, bring Megan Kelly or Tucker Carlson on in too. Yeah. And if you recall, Megan Kelly tried to cut his tires brutally. Um, she is vicious. She was, remember she was fucking vicious to him. So, uh, you know, he has no friends in the media. Really? CNN also accused of letting Trump's team place surrogates on the CNN post town hall panel. So now it's it's not even just during the event itself, but on the post panel, there were people that were friendly to Trump. Yeah. And late reporting pressure on CNN media reporter Oliver Darcy, the only CNN figure to openly criticize the Trump disaster. Pressure so severe, Darcy is now trying to decide whether to quit or wait to be fired. Well, then he should just quit would be my guess. Yeah. It grows ever more obvious nothing about Chris Licht's CNN Trump Town whorehouse hall was legitimate, ethical, or honest legitimate i don't know what would make it illegitimate yeah you know ethical so it's again he doesn't believe it's ethical to give one party's front runner for president Mm. the airtime right but now if somebody were to say no we're not going to give joey the airtime he would be crying that that wasn't ethical so i don't know how keith's little mind even works (laughs) or it doesn't yeah it's insane did you notice in this thing, um, you know, he's, he's obviously, uh, he's not technically, technically proficient. He always has shitty audio and, uh, but now he's doing extreme close-ups of his own fucking face. It's yes. Like, with the big glasses. Doing? It's the, Back uh, the fuck off, push that camera away from your face, Keith. You're not, nobody wants to see the fucking, uh, your pores, you know, really. No. And he's got the Harry Carey glasses on too for the, exactly. Like, what's that all about? Do you think yeah. that adds to your panache sure. or that your credibility? Oh, in his mind, it's Clark Kent glasses. I'm oh, sure. that, you're right. That's yeah. absolutely. He thinks he's Superman getting ready absolutely. to save the world. Yes. And it's again, I think he's using the microphone on his iPhone or something because that's yeah. how it always sounds. Yes. 
And it's like, Keith, come on. I thought you're a professional. Can't you uh, get a little bit better gear? <laughs> no. But this was uh, from last. I believe that was from Friday. And this it's from uh, today. CNN sold its soul for ratings so transient. So, again, he's still on CNN. Yeah. That the additional Trump audience immediately vanished. Within the hour, CNN was back in last place behind Fox and MSNBC. So now, is he surprised that there's an event on a cable network featuring a very popular individual? This is the same thing as, hey, wait, free Taylor Swift concert. And then whatever comes on next, well, people all leave. This is, this is how it fucking works, dude. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, I don't yeah. understand. It's like, that. I don't know. I, I watched what I wanted to see, and right. now I turn the channel off. Yeah. The way you get ratings is to continuously put things on TV that people want to see. Yeah. So if CNN's running the Keith Olbermann show right after the Donald Trump show, everybody's going to turn it off. Exactly. And by midnight, the entire ratings bump and three quarters of all CNN viewers were gone. And while one threat from Wolf Blitzer or Jake Tapper or Anderson Cooper could get the CEO Chris Licht fired and this prostituting of CNN ended. So now this guy is so uh, delusional, Larry. I know. That he thinks some on-air talent with one comment yeah, could yeah. get the CEO fired. Yeah, He's really in orbit, man. This guy is so fucking far out there. Man, does anybody know if Keith Olbermann does drugs or something? Is he on some psychedelics? Is he on some really good marijuana? What is he on? Because he's I'd not. Say it's all based. It's all prescription. And that shit can fuck you up just as good as the street stuff. You're right. Because you know what? If he was on weed, he would not have the shouty voice. Yes. <laughs> he makes my voice seem not shouty, CSB. <laughs> Come on. You have to admit, CSB, Keith Olbermann, way more shouty. Yeah, he is the standard of shouty, CSB. You need to remember that. Yeah. And his is always angry shouty. I'm just loud shouty. He's angry shouty. No question about it. Instead of Anderson Cooper bravely calling out his bosses, last night he blamed his audience, sanctimoniously scolding his handful of remaining viewers, quote, maybe you haven't been paying attention to him since he left office, staying in your silo and only listening to people you agree with. CNN in full meltdown. So now Keith Oberman is saying Anderson Cooper in full meltdown for mm. daring to suggest to his audience that maybe you want to be informed about what the other side is saying. How crazy. How crazy. Yeah, I was going to clip Cooper's thing and then it was just too, it just was running on forever. But again, I mean, nothing remotely approaching journalism is just the Anderson Cooper opinion piece you know but i guess it's all this shit is now nobody nobody deals in facts anymore but yeah well this is it there are no facts this is we have a narrative that we want to push mm -hmm. so we bring somebody on or four people on sometimes you yeah. know that are all going to say exactly the same thing bill o'reilly keeps saying and i believe he is correct it is very rare to see on any of the networks or on cable at this point a good political debate, which is something he used to have on his Fox show. He's been on weekly with Andrew, um, 
which which one's the not the Cuomo that was the governor? Andrew Cuomo Chris. is the uh, Chris Cuomo, oh, right. right? The the journalist. Cuomo, Andrew was the governor. Chris was the news guy. So he is on like weekly on Chris Cuomo's show. Okay, and they go at it. Yeah, and it's very interesting television because you really don't see this anymore. No, where there's somebody on the left, somebody on the right, and here's a topic, and you talk about it, and you tell each other why they're wrong, and at the end you go, "Hey, okay, cool, let's let's talk again next week about something else." How is, how is that audience cuming? Is that working for them? I think he's doing fairly well because yeah. after he's left CNN, he went to. Um, one of these other, I can't remember the name of what he's on news nation, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think he's for, for what news nation is. I think he's pulling in pretty good ratings, yeah. which is hard to do in this, uh, in Very this particular hard. landscape. But so in, in, in viewing this, Darren, which do you think, um, you know, came out the winner, O'Reilly or Cuomo? Um, they go back and forth. I mean, Bill is not always right. No matter how much he wants to think he's right. No, no. I'm usually on his because uh, he's definitely more of the conservative side where Cuomo is definitely more on the liberal side. But from watching enough interviews now with him, because I never did when he was on CNN, I didn't really pay much attention to him. But he did an interview with O'Reilly just talking about things in general. And he's like, you know, my whole family's political, but they're not the far left politically he's like you know i came from a family of overall centrist democrats his father (laughs) no so that's he's bending history now (laughs) well depend well when you look at what the democrats are today i think he's correct i guess you could say that yeah but but in fact you know i remember when mario was governor of new york i lived there and uh, he was anything but a centrist so in today's world though he would be a centrist for what he wanted I mean, I don't yeah. think he'd put up with what's going on in New York today. I mean, Mayor Daley in Chicago, obviously a you know leftist Democrat, but would not put up with the crime. Mm. You know, and those are the things that kind of got uh, completely out of control when the uh, when the left took over. Yeah. But here's, you know, again, here's a I thought was a great example. This is way too long. So we'll have to cut this at some point. But this was msnbc and i don't know the commentator's name but she's going to bring on aoc but this is how they covered and i thought just the wording on everything is so just very precious how they cover the cnn trump thing okay Tonight, former president and current presidential candidate Donald Trump answered questions about the verdict that found him liable for sexual abuse and the defamation of writer E. Jean Carroll. CNN's Caitlin Collins asked Trump whether he believes the verdict will deter women from voting for him. Trump said no and then interrupted himself to share something truly stomach turning. So here's (laughs) he interrupted himself. Now, I've done a lot of podcasts, Larry. I've never interrupted myself. Have you? Never once. I don't know how you would interrupt yourself. How would you do that? You'd have to put on a, you'd have to have two chairs, oh, yes. right? And jump from one chair to the other chair really quick, put on a different hat. You might have like to yell, that, right? Stop. It reminds me of, there was a great comic years ago in the, when I was a kid in the newspaper, Blondie, right? Yeah, I don't know if you recall that. Dagwood and Blondie? Was, Dagwood and Blondie, yeah. And so Dagwood's at the barber and he says to the barber, hey man, do you cut your own hair? And the guy says, yes, I do. And Dagwood says, well, how the hell do you do that? 
And the guy says, we'll see, I stand in front of this mirror like this and I get the scissors and combs right at the back of my head. And then I turn around, I turn around real quick, snip, snip. <laughs> it's kind of like right. fucking interrupting yourself. You know? <laughs> That's the only way I can figure it out. Because, you know, you can uh, instantaneously change course on something you're saying, but interrupting yourself. Uh, yeah. Ryan Bemrose of Grumpy Old Ben says you have to be a really good interrupter in that he's done it. He's interrupted himself. I can see that. <laughs> the fabulous Ryan is probably capable of that. I'm sure you have there. to be really good to be able to yes. interrupt yourself. But then to before you play and this again is the MSNBC alleged, you know, journalist that's there giving you your news right. before you even hear what Donald Trump says is going to tell you it's stomach turning stomach turning. What kind of a woman meets somebody and brings them up and within minutes you're playing hanky panky in a dressing room, okay? They found they, did, they found abused her. No, no, what, say what they, they did. They said he didn't rape her. And they did I didn't do anything either. else either. You know what? Because I have no idea who the hell she is. But Mr. President, I don't know who I, this woman can I is. ask you, given your recounting, I your don't version, know who, and, and I tell you this. But Mr. President, are you ready? Can I, can I, and I can swear I on my children, which I never do. I have no idea who this woman. This is a fake story. I have no idea who the hell. She's a whack job. You, you did not. And I know that's really a horrible if. I mean, do, you, do they expect somebody? Because there's two ways to look at this. And if you're looking at, looking at it from the side that says this guy's innocent and this is a complete screw job, this is something that never happened, but somebody is accusing him the, of this in public, you're just supposed to take this shit now in today's world, I guess, right? Yes, of course. You're supposed to be like, oh, well, sorry, I did that. Uh, yeah. And it's like, that is a, it is a valid question because if she just met somebody and then brought them, you know, again, doesn't really matter i guess if you thought it was donald trump or donald duck if you're just like meeting somebody and like you want to go into the dressing room uh well that does kind of show that you are really bad at the choices you make indeed but i just didn't understand like well what's he supposed to do and you could hear through that and i think this was heavily edited through uh msnbc's magic yeah. but you could just hear while he's talking the interrupter is the woman that is doing the the little town hall with him. It's like, he's not given, being given a chance to speak. So no, how dare you defend yourself. You just stand there and take it. Let me yes. pistol whip you. Yeah. In the hours since he was found liable for sexual abuse and defamation, Trump has not missed a chance to deny any of this. He's even used the same. So <laughs> in the hours that this has happened, he has not passed up a chance to say he didn't do it. Well, why would he? Right. Why would you pass up a chance to say you didn't do something if you're being accused of something horrible and you didn't do it? Yeah. What are you going to do? And the news media never mentions at this point. I think when we were growing up, the people that were doing the news, the Walter Cronkites and the Dan Rathers and Peter Jennings of the world, even though they had political bents, they would have pointed out endlessly that this is a story that happened 30 years ago and there really is no proof except for this woman's word that this happened like those guys are not they were professionals yes these people are amateurs and it's just so clear it's they're, they're, they're hackers yeah 
because this is like what we try to bring, which is like, hey, I mean, it happened with you know Don Lemon. It's like, I don't like Don Lemon, but in this case, uh, here's what I think really, here's the only truth we can figure out from this. Here's the only facts mm-hmm. of the situation. Yeah. They don't want to bring out the facts anymore. If it does, we just push the narrative. We'll tell you it's stomach turning. And he, how dare he <laughs> say he didn't do it? But a court found him that he did. It's like, well, courts are wrong all the time. Especially in New York. Yeah. In the Alvin Bragg era. Come on. Yeah, please. Same sort of language that prompted this defamation case. He still claims he doesn't know E. Jean Carroll. He is still claiming her that she is a liar and he, the case against him is a witch hunt. And he did that all tonight, too, as a presidential candidate. Okay, now what? See, he, well, he, he defended himself. As a presidential right. candidate, can you believe this, that he did that? Yes, because he's a presidential candidate. Of course, he's going to defend himself. Right. I mean, this the whole way this is covered, it's like, now I know how the average brain dead MSNBC viewer is watching this. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't believe he did that. Sure. And he did it in front of a room of Republican voters who laughed. Which should tell you something very interesting. I was going to pull out the Larry. I didn't know if it was patented or not. I was going to be like, this this should tell you something. Cupcake. (laughs) I do use that a lot, don't I? It works, though. (laughs) Then what this should tell you is that the people that are there do not take this woman's what she is saying seriously. They do not believe her. They also think. She's a liar. And if enough people think somebody's a liar, maybe you should start looking into why that is. Mm-hmm. Although O'Reilly, I think, uh, had a good take on this as well, which Trump continuing to say he doesn't even know who she is. He's like, yeah, you do. She's suing you. You know who she is. You should be yes. more careful with your word choice and be like, yes, I don't remember this Adam, ever happening. Adam pointed that out as well. Poor, poor, poor choice of words. Absolutely correct. Which, yeah. you know, we know words do mean things and you yeah. have to be very careful. But- yeah, he was just, but he, I mean, he, 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 I think he's using sort of, uh, you know, an idiom, kind of a New York idiom. Right. Um, for that, um, which was unwise, but yeah. Yeah. Joining us now is Democratic New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I mean, because who else are you going to bring in to shed some <laughs> yeah. light on this matter, Larry? Because she was probably in that dressing room with Bergdorf when, when <laughs> this, this is- happened, when she, before she was born. MSNBC knows where to go to get to the hard hitting truth. Yeah. Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, it's a real honor and a pleasure to have you here tonight. I'm sorry that this is what we have to be talking about. I'm sorry that this is what we have to be talking yes. about. Yes. Wow. Oh, and, and this again, you're you are so obviously on one side of the fence here when you're telling us that what Donald Trump said is going to turn your stomach. But AOC coming on and it's like, oh, my God, this is such an honor even to be able to talk to you. I am so excited. Mm. You know, you're getting some fair coverage right there. Um, Yesterday, when that verdict was read, I think a lot of people felt like there was real progress in American society for victims of sexual assault. Do you really think people thought there was real progress because of a case that involved Donald Trump and some other woman that nobody ever heard of that happened 30 some odd years ago? No, I don't think anybody really hailed this as something important. Today, listening to the howls of laughter as the former president of the United States 
made fun of a woman that he was found criminally liable for sexually assaulting to howls of laughter. Howls? Uh, I want to hear a... Can, do, is there, do we have a cut of that, Darren, of a howl, a laugh howl? Yeah, I've never, what the I fuck even is that? What's a howl of laughter? I don't, I don't remember any of that. I, you know, there was laughing when he it's said, like, you know, but not, you know. Like it, when the wolf man laughs, is that what it sounds like? I guess. Somebody should sweeten that up. How? <laughs> like, no, it's they're they're laughing and he's saying it never happened. And the concept that a court found him liable does not mean anything. Everybody no. knows this. Of course not. But that's but but millions won't. And guaranteed if if the guy, even if he doesn't, you know that the the uh, Democrat attack uh, um, ads are going to feature, you know, convicted of sexual assault. Right. You know, that's that's what it's going to say. Found liable. That's all they want. That's all they want is just enough top line bullshit to get past the mouth breathers. Well, yeah, because MSNBC can spoon feed it to the people that watch them yeah. and they'll believe it. Yes. It felt like something far worse than backsliding or regression. I'm not sure what to call it. I wonder what you make of where we are as a culture. Oh, AOC. Now she's going to be out what to make of where we are as, as a, a culture. culture. So how do we get from Trump and one incident, which is unsubstantiated 30 right. years ago to where we are as a culture? Connect those dots, dots for me. Cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I think even yesterday what we saw was the profound courage uh, and sacrifice that a survivor like Eugene Carroll uh, makes. Survivor. Uh-huh. A survivor. Uh-huh. And wow. profound courage. Courage. Now, AOC, I don't think she even understands what she says most of the time, like Joey. Yeah. Now, if it comes out and you know the answer to this. But if somebody proves today that this woman was lying, do you think AOC will take this back? And she will, or, no, no. I don't think so. she's so she courageous, <laughs> so courageous to go out there and make up stories about somebody stunning and brave. Uh huh across the country make many who often go unrecognized in the courageous act of coming forward um, to tell their story of an assault. And I think what we saw tonight is a continued demonstration of the sacrifice that women and survivors of sexual abuse across the country of all genders experience and the sacrifices that they make in order to come forward and challenge power. And what we also saw tonight. Would a challenge of power. all genders. Right. Of all genders. No, there's only two. It's only two AOC. Well, you could say all, and that would be two. And we know I she's guess, not, yeah. but. No, that's not what she means. You know, and this, the reality is, I fully agree that if somebody is sexually assaulted, they should come forward. Sure. I just have a slightly different viewpoint on it, which says if you wait more than a few days or a few weeks, I'm going to believe you a hell of a lot less. Of course. And aren't there excerpts from a book she wrote or a story saying how much she enjoyed the encounter? I believe, yeah, there's I'm pretty sure there are, you know, and again, this is something and you have to look at this in today's media landscape was this all came out because she wrote a book and she was promoting a book. Yeah, this wasn't why I've decided to come forward. It was, well, I'm going to put this in a book and then wait, somebody picked up on this. 
some media person picked up on this and now wait, I can use this to sell a lot of books because people are going to be like, wow, I don't even care about reading it. I just want to help this person because this is the mentality of the world we have today. And sometimes it's for good and sometimes it's not Mm. where you see something online and it's, it's definitely being helpful to the, was he a Marine that killed the crazy guy on the subway in New York? Yes. That all of a sudden now his legal fund, it's well-funded unless whoever, you know, these GoFundMe sometimes pull the money out from under it. Cause they're like, Oh, we don't like your politics. Right. Right. Well, I think I saw it's, it's what's the other one, the alternative to GoFundMe is like give, get, go or something. Yeah. There's a few. Yeah. But it's, I think it's into seven figures, which is impressive. You know, and it goes both ways. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of times people that don't deserve it. You know, you get a good story and they figure that this is a good way to cash in and make a bunch of money because, mm-hmm. you know, there'd be a lot of people going, oh, well, we feel sorry that Donald Trump did this to you and you are so brave. I'm going to go buy your book. Yeah, it is the world we live in yeah. was the consequence of doing that. They sacrificed their anonymity, they sacrificed their safety, and they sacrifice all of this because we continue to live in a society where an overwhelming amount of structures allow this abuse to happen and find it permissible. Now, what structures allow this to happen? What is it? Was it Bergdorf Goodman? They should have have like uh, security guards in every... uh fitting room or what explain that. i think she's talking about the patriarchy i think she's talking about the the capitalistic uh, laws and the systems we've got going here excuse me you're right they allow this to happen and we have to do something about this yes i'm sorry uh maybe i'm the dick but if you're coming out 30 years later saying somebody attacked me in a dressing room if you didn't report it at the time i'm gonna think you're lying Mm mm-hmm and it's also one of those cases where it's like, so if it wasn't Donald Trump, again, if it was Don, well, Donald Duck would probably have more money behind him than Donald Trump. But if it was just <laughs> yeah. some other Donald, you know, that nobody knew, somebody that wasn't famous, somebody that wasn't rich, are you telling the story? Yeah. No, because you could just follow the money. Uh, you know, I, I know you said earlier that you will not comment on the platforming of um, such atrocious disinformation, but I, I would. The platforming of such atrocious information, which again, CNN letting Donald Trump speak. That's what they're talking about. I think it was a profoundly irresponsible decision. I don't think that it would, I would be doing my job if I did not say that. Um, And so you want politicians that you disagree with silenced. Oh, absolutely. uh Yes. Uh-huh. Well, she won't just come out and say that. Here's again, the excuse is, oh, well, he committed these crimes. Oh, yeah, that's why he committed these crimes. I mean, don't forget, we can make anybody look like they committed any crime we want. Sure. And anybody can be accused of anything. Now, was he convicted in a court of a criminal court? No. Mm-hmm. AJ, I mean, not AJ, sorry, OJ wasn't convicted in a criminal court either. No, he was not. Why is that? Then why was he in a uh, civil court? Because the bar to victory in a civil court is uh, low enough where you don't really even need a preponderance of the evidence, it would appear. Mm -hmm. And if you get a jury, that is not so enough. It's going to be interesting to see, I'm assuming, 
that there will be appeals and this will get to a higher court who will probably kick it out because it doesn't seem like there's I don't understand how you do anything in a he said she said case from 30 years ago and anybody wins that well ask uh Cosby about that yeah well this is true and I said when that happened and I don't know if he's the scumbag that did it or not it seems like there's a lot of people that say he is I just know he was Teflon up until that point yes he was and he was a very good case study mm-hmm. like uh could we could we get this could we get them to think this about Bill Cosby yeah and if you could then you're like well anybody's fair game it's also a big shot across the bow of every guy in the world because it's like, we could do this to you. Sure. Doesn't matter if it's true or not. And for in some cases, I'm sure it is true. Mm-hmm. But who knows what truth is these days? Nobody who knows. They sound like the start to the shadow. The shadow knows. <laughs> That's who. What we saw tonight was a series of extremely irresponsible decisions that put a sexual abuse victim at risk. So having somebody on that is a presidential candidate to talk about a case that this woman brought to the public eye herself for him to defend himself, put her at risk. Bullshit, AOC. Bullshit. And it goes on and on like this. And then they start talking about January 6th. And I don't even know if people can handle talking about January 6th because it's again like, oh, no, I was afraid for my life. And these people were, you know, it's like. No, um, vast majority of the people involved in the January 6th thing were nothing but moronic followers, like the people who watch MSNBC. Mm -hmm. And I try to put myself in that case, although, I mean, I'm smart enough, I think, because I know more than most. But if you were there on January 6th and you weren't one of the front lines, you weren't one of the people that was picking up heavy objects. And trying to get through those doors, you didn't lay your hand on any police officers because I think anybody that starts laying hands on people, well, then you should at least get an assault charge. But I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. that's not years of jail time. But if you're one of those people that were just there and then all of a sudden you see a bunch of people going in and all of a sudden the doors are just open and people are walking in like they're taking a tour mm-hmm. and you walk in, it's like, do you really feel like you're committing a crime at that point do you really feel like you're part of an insurrection it's like no you're like this is this is newsworthy and how you know that's the other interesting part since every fucking person's a podcaster larry yes if you were carrying your phone and videoing how much could you be like well no no i was just trying to uh i was trying to get evidence Mm -hmm. i was trying to catalog this and be able to show my audience exactly what was happening here because i'm a journalist yeah, well, that didn't fly. No, to be fair, most uh, podcasters are better journalists than the people that are on MSNBC. No doubt. But I digress. I like hearing kind of a Sky News clip because Sky News, they, they cover Biden like in a Sky. way that just makes me laugh. They do. I love what they do there. I mean, I have never watched their coverage, to be fair. And I the more I see this, I'm like, are they mainly just lighthearted kind of news or is sky news that's a good question is it always that way or just when they get to joey I'm, right because they're like are they are they like a cnn or fox otherwise and they're trying to do hard news and then then it comes to joey and they just can't even do it as hard news because it's such a farce but they say uh in here i think very true the biden insurance policy 
Well, happy Mother's Day. Now that's not hyperbole, but this is. Let's have a listen to Kamala Harris telling it like it is. <laughs> My mother used to, she would give us a hard time sometimes and she would say to us, I don't know what's wrong with you young people. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. Yeah. Now, do you feel like your brain just broke hearing that? It did. Yes, it did. Like, do you think? What the hell does that mean? I don't know. And she thought it was very funny. Like, do you think you just fell out of a coconut tree? And then she goes on laughing as nobody else. Now, this is how you know. And I'm, I'm now I'm picturing this because you just heard your episode the other day of uh, you know telling the story that at your prom that you got up on stage and like stayed a little too long. Oh yeah, I'm guessing maybe that's what she was feeling like here. Maybe, yeah. Because there's nothing worse than telling a joke to a group, you laughing hysterically, then realizing nobody else is laughing. <laughs> I mean, did you think she picked up on that? I don't know. No. But I didn't. Yeah. It's like you. Did you think you just fell out of a coconut tree? But that statement that followed it about what the hell did you say again? Of all in which you live and what came before you. Oh, there was a little more before that. Sorry. Let me grab the whole thing. Tree. Okay. <laughs> you exist in the context of all in which you live and what came before you. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. She doesn't know. But she thinks it sounded profound. The, the funny thing is, we now have a president of the United States that we have to try to CSI and slow it down to figure out what words he's using. Yes. And we have a vice president who we can clearly hear the words, but they're no more understandable. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we, we can, the words are there. I don't know which is worse. I think hers yeah. may be worse. Yeah. Because Joey's, you could be like, well, no, no, I, I know what he meant to say. And that would be a cognizant thought. What she's saying, not so much. <laughs> so so she breaks out. What? She, realized, she realizes the coconut thing maybe wasn't that smart. And then she, she defaults. She must be a robot because she defaults straight back to that whole thing of, uh, you know, I am, but I am. And you, but the, the Venn diagrams unburdened. didn't come yeah. out. But the Venn diagrams. Uh-huh. Right. Which is it. They have to. I'm surprised. Her inner brain, I bet she must have seen the Venn diagrams. And, uh. and they were funny. Just bizarre antics. You know, in any other time when we didn't have a president with obvious cognitive decline, we would be worried about her uh, yes. just a minute. Well, I mean, this is the thing. You know, Kamala Harris is the biggest insurance policy that Joe <laughs> Biden has. She is a bigger insurance policy than the green slip on a Kennedy's car, okay? Like, this, is, <laughs> this, this, this woman, you know, every time she gets up, she says these completely bonkers things. And then she's like... I gotta, I gotta maintain here. I gotta correct. I gotta get this sort of back onto line. And then she starts saying, "And we are in the context of what was before." She always before has unburdened the before by what and was the this and the unburdened and what will unburdened be and by what has been. Uh, she always looks like I don't know who gave this description of someone who's giving a school presentation for an assignment they've done absolutely yes, no, work yes. no work on. So exactly. they're just trying to wing it and it ain't working. And, and the crazy thing is this woman has speech writers. She's got full-time staff whose job it is to Who make it sound. came up with the coconut one? That was absolute genius. <laughs> yeah, she needs better writers. Yeah.
but she does. She seems like the school kid who is absolutely. Uh, She's like you know, the, the 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 essay writer, you know who was uh, you know who was Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was a man. His first name was Thomas. His <laughs> second name was Jefferson. He lived in a you know, a long that's time exactly ago. What she does. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, he was famous. Yeah, exactly. If she doesn't have a Venn diagram, she's lost. She's lost. But that is a good way to put it. She is the insurance policy on, uh, you know, if you get rid of Joey, President Kamala. Yeah. I don't know if she can make the country worse, though. Hmm. I, you know, I don't know. It's 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 really interesting. Like I said, the, the only thing that's come along that's interesting in that in, on their side is uh, RFK Jr., he could be a, uh, you know, he could kick over the chess table. And uh, that, that makes it interesting, I think. Yeah, and he but was I, on with Megan Kelly, and she is fun to listen to right now. Yeah. Megan has, uh, is unleashed. I was, it was funny because I tweeted or boosted, uh, um, what do we call it on, uh, on Mastodon tooted? Mm-hmm. The latest slogan. I don't know how this long this has been going on because I don't really watch. Megan Kelly a lot. Usually if I'm uh, grabbing it, I'll grab the audio, but her latest slogan is no BS, no agenda. And I'm like, that mm. sounds very familiar to me. Really? Uh-huh. Uh huh. When did that slogan begin? I don't, I have to go back through some videos and see if I can figure out. Cause that just popped up. She had RFK on and I had that YouTube video pulled up this morning and I'm watching and that popped, you know, the little thing popped up on the screen. Yeah. With that, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna screen capture this. Yeah. I think maybe she's got a little crush on Adam Curry or something. Did, that uh, you post that for Adam to see? Yes, yeah, I put. That's why Good. I posted it over. Uh, and I'm like, well, I I was gonna post it on Twitter, and I'm like, well, what then? I would have to tag Megan, and she might see it, and she, you know, it might seem like it's being rude or something. It's yeah. just meant to be yeah. funny, right? And people can take right. things in such the wrong way. They can, but you know what? He's always said that uh, you know that Tucker's writers would uh, scour his uh, his shows, and I'm sure he was correct with that. And why not? It's a great line, no agenda. You know, it really is great title. So they just want to kick back on the uh, the use of. Uh, <laughs> you should get a you should get a royalty. You're right. Yes, but she had a. Uh, this is a clip of Megyn Kelly on Charlize Theron, who I guess oh. uh, played her in a movie, which is in. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. But this was about all of the drag queen stuff. And I like mm. this mainly because it's a feisty Megan. Mm. Hollywood decided that they needed to hold a telethon, not for the kids with muscular dystrophy, not for the victims of Ukraine. But this time it was for the drag queens. <laughs> it was for drag queens. <laughs> Hollywood held a drag isn't dangerous telethon and they raised over half a million dollars to save the drag queens no it's not going to our military right like this is great you could you could help kids with autism we could go down the list no this is for the drag queens um and among those who spoke out about this was actress Charlize Theron um who obviously I I don't know but I have I feel like I have some weird connection to this person because she played me in a movie um, and I was aware that she had one child who she says is trans. She says the child's been trans since age three and they transitioned him from male to female, quote unquote, they transitioned him. And listen to Charlize Theron speaking out about this. Sata. We love you, queen. We love you, queen. In your corner 
at you and I will fuck anybody up who's like trying to fuck with anything with you guys. It's really in all seriousness. There's so many things that are hurting and really killing our kids. And we all know what I'm talking about right now. And Stop. it ain't no drag queen. Because oh, if you've Hold on. We got to get the button. There it is. <laughs> I saw that clip and I thought it was, this is really amusing. The, the hypocrisy of Sharon, of, of Theron to say so many things or people are, are hurting and killing her kids. I don't know if she's personally how many abortions she's had, if any, but she is one of the most outspoken pro-abortion people in all of Hollywood. So, you know, know they look in a fucking mirror, Theron. If anybody's hurting and killing kids or encouraging that, it's you. Well, I'm going to say three or when your three-year-old child, we're helping them transition. Yeah, at three. That brought me right back to that clip you had on a few weeks ago with uh, the woman that had one child that was uh, from Kentucky or something, had one child oh, that was God. a transitioning, had one that was oh. non-binary, had one that she was all the bases covered. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like, this is a sickness. Sickness. And they're proud of it because they think it makes them so enlightened. And who doesn't want to be enlightened? Yeah. But they're confusing insanity with enlightenment. Mm-hmm. Wait, isn't that our isn't that kind of our slogan around the corner of insanity and enlightenment <laughs> or something like that? That's what we do here. Like Hurting and really killing our kids. And we all know what I'm talking about right now. And it ain't no drag queen. Because if you've ever seen a drag queen lip sync for her life, it only makes you happier. It only makes you love more. It makes you a better person. So, yeah, watching a drag queen makes you love more and makes you a better person. I would uh, probably disagree with that. It's entertainment. And do they really lip sync for their life? I mean, it's like a a guy standing behind him with a with a scimitar about to behead them or something like. Now, I would watch that that show. (laughs) If you if you make a mistake lip syncing, you instantly die. That's called raising the stakes. Ooh. Okay. So why doesn't Charlie Theron come and fuck me up? Because see, I like that right there. She, I like that. Because <laughs> she's like, yeah. Well, you said if you don't agree with me, I'll fuck you up. And Megan Kelly's like, well, okay, come on. Yeah. Also, that's a pay per view I would pay for. Definitely. Megan Kelly, Charlize Theron in a cage. I, I put my money on Megan. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any question about that. I'm 100% against her on this. Yes, there's fun drag queen shows. I've been to them. When I lived in Chicago, we went to one that was super fun. It was all adults. But there are drag queen shows out there right now that are deeply disturbing. And they're happening in front of young children. So know what you're supporting. Understand what we're actually seeing out there, which can include absolutely the grooming of young children. Even she should be against that trans kid or not. Yeah, I agree. Sure. And then they yeah, went I mean, on. Nobody gave a shit. Drag, drag shows have been around since the dawn of time. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. You know, people, great. You want to see their fun? Good. Go. Enjoy. Yeah, do it. But it. Until they suddenly had to shove it in front of toddlers. No, this is sick. This is wrong. Well, that was it. And she had a couple of guests on that show and they went on to show video of some of this. And then you see children just sitting there with this, uh, you know, this guy is lifting up his skirt. And of course, where his dick is, there's a picture of a cat on his underwear. And I guess the song kept saying penis over and over again. And this kid had to be like six years old. 
Yeah. So wrong. So wrong. And it's like, yeah, this is adult. Again, this is kind of like what I say. Don't give your kids a fucking device for the Internet because the Internet's not for kids. But this is the disconnect we still have is that, well, why, why, why is this not child friendly? Well, because the world's not child friendly. Hmm. It's never going to be child friendly. And there is adult entertainment that is not safe for children. And if you want to bring your kids to something like that, then you should be called out on it and you should be called an idiot. And this is the, you know, the issue where it's like, well, nobody has a problem with drag queens. And this was what they tried to push for how many years with the gay community. Like, oh, no, the Republicans don't like the gays. Like, uh, not really true. Not true. Republicans are just like, leave us the fuck alone. They're the Lutfas. Do what you want to do. We don't care. Just we don't want to see it. You know, we don't need to, you know, and again, I don't want to see it from straight people. I just, you know, there's certain things that you should only be doing behind closed doors. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just so boring. Unless you're sexually involved with somebody, why do you care how they get the rocks off? Nothing could be more boring, really. I know. You know, but if you can make a nice sandwich or shred a guitar or, you know, fix my plumbing or something, you know, okay, now you're interesting. <laughs> but uh, all this other stuff, I mean, who, who get, nobody cares. Nobody cares. I will never understand the people that do care about that stuff because I like Taylor Swift's music. There's a lot of people who are really involved in her personal life. And you scroll through some of these uh, message boards and stuff like that, where, you know, I'm looking for some of the trying to buy and sell some of the merchandise. And these people are going off onto tangents because of who she's dating and going into these very long theories of what's going on. But there was one, I think I may have mentioned it here that it's like, I hate people that just spew off shit without having any proof whatsoever. And one of them was about the country artist, Morgan Whalen, who was the one that said the N word to one of his buddies and then had to be canceled. But then guess what? His music got more popular and he wasn't canceled. Well, a few weeks ago he had a concert that he did a sound check in the afternoon, but by the evening, his voice, he couldn't sing. So he canceled the show. And there were a bunch of people online that were like, ah, this, he was just too drunk to go on. That's why this happened. He was just too drunk. I know it. Now, a couple of days ago, he reported that he's not going to be able to sing or talk for six weeks because of his voice is so messed up. Wow. Which not good when it's, uh, when, when that's, is he a screamer? Is he like, uh, you know, uh, Sammy Hagar or something? Or what's his style? I don't think so. But to be fair, I haven't really heard much yeah. of what he does. I mean, sometimes just overuse. And I guess if you don't sing properly, you could still abuse sure. your vocal cords enough, especially if all of a sudden you're using uh, using them a lot more. Yeah. But people just say shit without knowing. And it's like, that's sure they do. the worst thing about the internet. And it's the worst thing about the mainstream media. It's the worst thing about podcasts is there's so much time to fill that people just want to start speculating on things. And you have to be able to recognize when people are speculating and when they're giving you facts. And if they're speculating, okay, fine. If you want to listen or consume that for entertainment, mm-hmm. but do not take that for what is truth and what is accurate. If you want both, if you want truth 
and you want entertainment, you come here to Planet Rage. And we are a value for value podcast, so it's very easy for you to help support us. You see how much of a professional segue that right was into. That was very, that was silky smooth, Darren. It well did it. Thank you. Into the value for value sec- uh, section of the show. Uh, we do have a few people to thank for today's show, including Kendra Lamont, who came right on in during the show. Oh, wow. And when Kendra comes in, it doesn't matter what time I am going to find time to get that on the list for today. And she came in with 20 bucks and says, Larry and Darren XOXO Kendra. Oh, so short Kendra Sweet. Kenny Ben to the Thank point. You. Yes. Great artist and uh, great supporter of this show. Yes. Now I appreciate it. Next, uh, Srinivas Murti thought he was going to win again with $10 and one cent. And when the show started, he would have. <laughs> but Kendra beat you, Srini. Whoa, competition. Came right on in and beats you down. But we oh. still appreciate your monthly $10.01 donation, who is always uh, followed by Steve Edwards at $10. Steve, you're so close. You can screw around with Srini, just up it to $10.02 and be like, screw you, Srini. I don't think Steve's into the competitive thing. He just likes to be generous. Yes. And then it could just, I mean, it could spiral out of control easily. Yeah. Which is the problem. And we hope it too. We encourage that. Yes, I know. That was uh, during the rock and roll pre-show last (laughs) week. I think it was because Adam had the whole tooth thing going on as, you know, we both seem to have those issues. It's a little bit, a little bit more severe, but I made a comment like, Hey, nobody's brave enough to come in with the tooth hurdy. Get it? Tooth hurdy donation, 230. And I was talking about the No Agenda show, but uh, Bonnie Brindlehorse or something like that came in then with $230 for the rock and roll pre-show. Very nice. Wow. And our buddy, Sir Nubbin, who had been the previous number one, like with a little over $100 in a single donation, he's like, wow, that beat me for the, the largest single donation. It's like, well, see, there is a competitive nature there. Yeah, there is a competitive nature. We like we like to stoke all of that as long as, you know, you can afford it. This is the Joe Biden economy and you can do things to help support the show without draining your bank account. Now, if Elon Musk is listening, well, whatever you want to send in, we'll take. We will. Tim Heasel coming in with 10 bucks. We appreciate that. Thank you, Tim. And our buddy then Dale Jr. just came in with 20,000 Satoshis saying thanks for another great show and dale jr trying to do the math Twenty thousand would be a little over five bucks or so and then of course we have our buddy comic strip blogger who came in with fifteen thousand and thirty three satoshis along with a message that only larry can do justice to i guess Soon to be formerly L.A., Larry, and dedicated Darren, accept these Satoshis as a token of our gratitude. Villainous foes fear the power of the freeze peach. It will be essential in calling out BS as and when we see it. Also, technological advancements will add to an ever-expanding tool set wherein which our goals as paladins of Gitmo Nation can be achieved. So, do encourage your savvy producers to sub to the AI.cooking show. They might learn a thing or two about artificial intelligence. Yo, CSB and Gwiff. 
What a strange pairing those two are, CSB and Gwiff. Let me tell you. I love it. And I got two things to say about that. First of all, thank you for not putting periods between A and I, because I know I was reading it that way, but in in usually in reading a, U, a URL verbally, all dots are pronounced as dot. So those are gone now. It's just AI dot cooking. So thank you for that. And also, I love whoever plugged in that word, paladin. That's a great word. And I, I take that as a compliment. Paladins are cool. Yes. And I had that argument with CSB because he's like, no, you don't read periods. Like, well, you do in that. So in a URL, you do. Here's how yeah. you want. So if you like, if you want it read properly, here's what you put. Yeah. So who says you can't teach an old AI coder new tricks? <laughs> you certainly can. And thanks, CSB and Gwiff. Thank you. From and, and then you can go look at all of his lewd cartoons over at csb.lol, which is another. He's definitely he's he's definitely kind of uh, ramped up the uh, these sexual side of his thing, hasn't he? A little bit. I think he's looking to the fit into that niche more than uh, you got to make yourself different, and you have to yeah. do something. And I really I applaud him for that because everything else is getting way too sanitized and way yeah, and too we don't give boring because this. This isn't a uh, this isn't a preschool. This is a grown, big grown up internet show. So you draw whatever the fuck you want to draw, and we'll talk about it. Amen. <laughs> uh, Eric PP came in with thirteen thousand three hundred and thirty three Satoshi Surfer with ten thousand, and C Brooklyn just came in with. Let's see here. Where wow. is the number here? Value total six thousand and six, and it says let's make it a bloody one. So I. I'm assuming the revolution. I don't right. know. But, uh, Dropping up those guillotines. Well, thank you, Sea Surfer, Brooklyn, and did I miss somebody there? Sea Brooklyn, do. Surfer, and Eric PP. And Eric PP. Thank you. Yeah, this whole podcasting 2.0 thing works out. If you don't know how to get involved in that, you can go to newpodcastapps.com. You get an app set up. You get yourself a lightning wallet, which we got to get Larry. So that Larry show can also yes. accept some Satoshi magic. Yes. And then when you're listening to shows, you can just set it and forget it and give a small amount for every minute you listen to. Or if you really like something that goes on, you can send a boostergram. You can add a message to it. And it's interesting because I never really paid that much attention to what time these things were coming in. But there are ways to go look and see. And like CSB likes to send in his boostergrams based on the previous show, but he likes to go to 33 minutes and 33 seconds into the show to make the boostagram. So then it comes in and it says it was boosted at 33, 33 to extra signal those, those no agenda producers out there. And there's all sorts of weird things you can do. So go and get involved in that. Otherwise you can go to planetrage.show slash donate. And there you'll find a donate button for a one-time monthly donation through paypal you got the qr codes wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing and there's even a p.o box address if you want to go the snail mail route and we get it if you do but also understand that uncle sam will often lose your mail so make sure (laughs) i I tell you it's like i get paranoid now with anything it's like uh, it's you got to have tracking and even if you have tracking it'll just disappear so that doesn't even really help they make you think that it's somehow safer because you have a tracking number, but then it's like, well, the tracking number only went to the post office where it was dropped (laughs) off. Now, what am I supposed to do with this information? So there, I don't know. It's like, you want to do, uh, if you want to get something to from point A to point B, I'm guessing that, uh, UPS may be the route to go. 
And then with anything, get it insured if it's worth money because it's going to get lost at some point and you want to be able to be covered because for some reason people are not doing their jobs quite as well as they used to. They're distracted. Maybe they're listening to this show. They're uh, they're on TikTok. Yeah, they're doing all sorts of different things. It's the attention span thing. Mm-hmm. That is the most interesting to me because I think that's what ruined baseball. Because they're like, well, we have to make the games quicker. You know, NASCAR going that way a little bit because they're breaking things down into different sections. Everything is like, well, it's got to be faster. It's got to be quicker. It's got to be faster. It's like I don't like that concept for a lot of things. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of the greatest literature, you know, look at like something like Les Mis it's, mm-hmm. or War and Peace. It's plottingly long, but that's kind of the point, I think. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if we could do what we do here on Planet Rage in, if I, if I said, you know what, Larry, we need, the show is great, but we need to do it in 20 minutes every week. Yeah. Like, well, th- that's not possible. Well, they can always you know, replay it quickly. And we sound like chipmunks. And right. I'll be that. I, you know, I can't, <laughs> I cannot do that. It's like, I, when I listen to Larry, it's 1.0 speed. I wish I could slow it down. Oh, thank you. You are the master storyteller. There's no thank question you, about that. Is there any more uh, updates on the uh, exiting the uh, Los Angeles area? Are yeah. You-, you know, it's just no, nothing um, really of note. We're just, you know, packing up all our shit and uh, trying to, figure things out and so you know pretty soon we'll be down the road have you been the, um, planting the uh, explosive charges all along the california border so the minute <laughs> that you pass like, over you- lex luthor busted uh-huh. off into the pacific wouldn't that be fun uh-huh. i think they're well, i think they're, they're doing a good job of themselves i mean they're they're suicidal and it seems to be working so um i just want to get out before uh now if we have somebody that's good with uh the ai animation if you could have a picture of larry driving out in that uh that black lincoln continental with the suicide doors Mm. with the sunset coming down behind him and just as he crosses the california state line he smiles presses a button and boom california just starts sinking God, that's a fantastic image you just painted. I love it. Uh huh. This is why we need AI because it's it would cost yeah. a lot of money to do that in reality. That's excellent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's somebody. Somebody out there can do that. I guarantee they can. Just make sure there's. <clears throat> I have five fingers on each hand because that always seems to be a problem. With yes. AI. Which is, but, it's like that's the one thing they still have to figure out with the AI. I don't know why. Yeah. Fingers. I wonder why that would be because I mean, it seems like the fingers are the easiest part of any given, you know, but maybe not. Well, at least the number. I can understand maybe you'd get confused with the overall sizing or how each finger relates to the next. But when there's like eight fingers, that's a little, yeah, it's a little weird. Somebody posted an AI rendering of Musk and Tesla, right? That I saw this morning. But it was so fucked up because it was really just Musk two different ways. The Tesla guy didn't look like Tesla, looked like Musk with a mustache. <laughs> Which just so, maybe was the point. That's kind of funny, really. Maybe it was, yeah. So maybe that was it, the idea from he's a time traveler or something. Yes, Elon, or Elon, yeah, he could be a time traveler or just a, uh, a descendant of the original. There you go. He has definitely brought some interesting things into... Uh, into our societal fabric no question about it i'm concerned about his ceo 
I got to tell you that. A lot of people are. Is it, yeah. uh, but what, this is he, I, I can't wrap my head around that exactly. And what he's planning on is a lot of people are like, well, you see, this is just going to crash the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, her, her whole, her entire background in the business is uh, advertising sales. And he wants to make it an advertising powerhouse. And, you know, uh, the, the pot father is not wrong in that the moment that becomes your mission or even enters into the picture, um, your speech will be limited. So for a while, it seemed he was he was hell bent on on making it run versus via subscriptions, which is cool. Um, but as soon as they're taking money from <laughs> Coke or Anheuser-Busch, the platform's fucked. It's over. So you would think. Because I, I don't think. know, it's like you would say, well, okay, you've got a lot of eyeballs coming for Tucker Carlson, but you know the advertisers don't want to advertise on his show. Right. So how do you then monetize that? It's a good question. I think the best way, and Elon, I think, already shot himself in the foot by saying, hey, Tucker, everybody, come do a show here. And if you have a subscription service, we're not going to take 30, 40, 50% like everybody else. We're going to give you every penny. That's stupid. Yeah. You should just charge a general fee that is better than everybody else because you are providing an infrastructure and you are providing a lot to anybody that wants to stream or post content there. Yeah. I don't think anybody would care if they was like, I'll take 5% or 10%. You'd be like, well, that's a lot better than everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And you would still be able to do that. But I I get it. He's now like, well, we have these eyeballs and advertising always seems to be the place they go for these things. And I've never seen it. Well, I probably have that's exaggerating a little But Overall, I don't see ads on Twitter because I've got ad blockers on everything. So I don't well, know. I how, don't. And I rarely see ads on Twitter. Rarely. So it's like, how are they making money on that? I don't, I don't get know. it. I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch, but everybody should tune in to that Larry show that Larry show.com. Thank you. So and then for random thoughts, whatever that will yeah, be, what I got don't for know. random thoughts coming up. I don't know. It'll probably be complaining about something. Well, you should listen to his previous episodes. Tucker to Twitter was excellent. And one about uh, sitcoms and all types of fuckery going on there. So I never miss a Darren show. They're always good. Always listen. See, that is the highest praise I can get. So everybody do that. And then, you know, support do the that. shows and keep them all going around. Mm-hmm. And uh, Larry needs a lot of money to get those explosives set all up and down the California border. <laughs> You're going to get me. They're going to come to my house with a battering ram because of you. <laughs> They're like, we've, we've heard you have explosives. You're like, wait, nobody actually listens to that show. How did you hear? It wouldn't be. It'd be great just to be like, oh, no, no. The uh, that, that Captain Hair Gel, big fan of Planet Rage, mm. thinks it's great. Yeah. He should donate then really is, is all I'm saying. He should. Yeah, he's got the money to, too. He's a rich fuck. So if, if so if Captain Hair Gel yeah. sent in, I mean, CSB sends in his uh, 15,033 Satoshis. Let's just say Captain Hair Gel sent in $15,033 and wanted you to read an ad for him. Would you, would you do that? That's a good question. I guess I would. Cause you know, we share revenues here, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't goon you for my own personal, uh, I don't know. He's like, I just got, I got Larry to say something nice about me. Ha ha. <laughs> like it says, you'd be like, this has been a paid yeah. political endorsement. Yes. I mean, we may be cheap people, but we're not easy. No, wait, are we easy, but we're not cheap. I think that's, I don't know. It depends <laughs> on, you know, it depends on the day, day and how pointy 
the uh, exactly the, the woman too. is. Yeah. Yes. With that said, we will be back next week on Monday, 1 p.m. Central. If you want to be here live, uh, noagendastream.com slash trollroom.io. We hope you can join us there. If not, tell a friend and get them subscribed to the show. We will see you when we see you. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. World going shit. Planet 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 You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> okay.